Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry. Creativity is a wellspring that's not just in the institution, but importantly, it resides in each individual on the campus. If we listen to each other, we're bound to open up creativity. This episode is the second in a multi-part series, Five Key Factors for Campus Success. In the previous episode, Don and Mark talked about the first factor, culture. In this episode, they move on to talk about the second factor, creativity. This podcast is brought to you by Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more. Welcome to Newscape Higher Ed Advisors podcast. This is our third episode. Today we'll be talking about creativity. I'm Mark Stansberry. And I'm Don Betts. And uh, we've talked last time on the episode number two was on culture. Uh, we'll be talking about five C's. And again, this is uh, culture was uh, our second episode, the third episode being creativity. Don, what uh, is needed in higher education when it comes to creativity? Well, you know, I think about, Mark, the way we got started in talking about the issue of culture on our campuses and higher education. And I think it's actually the wellspring from which all of the other issues we're going to discuss emanate. We have uh, what the culture is on a campus in a system uh, is going to determine a great deal what happens with the other areas of opportunity. But what we know, Mark, is that we're navigating uh, a period of great change and complexity in higher education. We have watched it for many, many years. And we would say that over the last 10 years, certainly the last five years, the um, demands upon higher education have really escalated exponentially. And at that time, through that time, we've been constantly asking ourselves, how does higher education adapt, et cetera? And it reminded me of a, of a book written some time ago by a Harvard professor, Ron Heifetz, that many of you know that read leadership. And it, the book was I'm referring to as the one leadership with no easy answers. And I think about this book often because there is a, the tendency to believe that there is a, there is a quick five point response to every issue you have. And all you have to do is follow the five points and magically you're going to have the outcome you desire. But as Ron pointed out in that book, there is nothing easy about leading and certainly nothing easy about leading in higher education, a time of great volatility, great demand and opportunity as well. So we find ourselves in a unique position. Some would say that it's we're on the wrong end of the of the uh, opportunity side. And the other people would say that higher ed is in a position like it's never been before in terms of helping to shape the rest of the rest of uh, the culture in a not just on the campus, but in the country and perhaps beyond that. I'm pleased we're going to talk today about creativity because I think that it is one of the great wellsprings of of relevance for higher education. Um, we speak often in higher education circles about imagination, creativity, and innovation, and that each one is inextricably intertwined with the other. And we're always looking for the magic potion where imagination fires, creativity becomes a reality, and that leads to the innovations that everyone is seeking in order to become um, even more viable economically and otherwise as, as we proceed. But the fact remains is that creativity is an absolute essential for higher ed growth and development. And that creativity is a wellspring 
that's not just in the institution, but importantly, it resides in each individual on the campus. And so I think one of the great challenges, Mark, as we think about or reimagine what colleges and universities can be like, how do leaders, boards, presidents, chancellors, et cetera, how do they in fact cultivate and encourage and grow that propensity toward creativity? And then importantly, once that creativity emerges, how you in fact channel it into opportunity that creates real innovation. Don, I like what you're saying is about the individual. It's, it's all of us, not just uh, the president, not just the board chair, not just the board members. It's a team effort that gets us there. And it's reimagining. I like the word reimagine you talked about just a second ago and reimagine, reinvent, re, you know, recreate. It all goes hand in hand. Of how do we see the future and do we make the right decisions now that will impact the future? There's so many things, the moving parts, I call it, that are continually uh, going on daily that it's not just uh, a matter of, uh, you know, like for example, the iPhone in 2007 came out. Look how many upgrades there's been, there have been through the years. And we're seeing move, things move so quickly, the moving parts, that we have to think about the future as reimagining, recreating. Really, every time we meet as a board, Every time we meet with the student association, uh, when we're meeting with the community, how do we work as a team? I often mention about the fact that one time I was uh, asked to be part of a, a retreat where I was uh, matched up with uh, dean and vice chair and so forth, and including a student at our table, about eight of us. It was a pretty large retreat. But at my table, we were given a piece of paper each, and asked to draw the future of higher education in, in, as far as that campus that we were talking about or discussing. And so I, I drew uh, what I would envision the best I could, uh, the digital world and the digital transformation. And uh, the student uh, next to me, when I looked at his paper and we compared notes, he had, <laughs> he had drawn a building with his name on it. In his last name, and that's what it's going to look like down the road. He would be very successful and come back, and he was looking at brick and mortar. Here I was looking at my age. I was looking at the digital transformation because that's all I heard, hear about or heard about at that time. But he was looking at it, that, and we discussed it, that the future in his, from his viewpoint was combining the digital world, the transformation, with the brick and mortar, that we'd still need – the brick and mortar. So how do you create in his mind? I was looking at down the road. He was looking at down the road is that we still need the buildings. I was looking at, we're going to get away from that more online. And here I am today going, how do we recreate? How do we reimagine the future taking both, especially, and how do you envision that? And how do we create a world that takes on the student the community, the board and uh, the president's, office and administration to where we go forward in a positive way, make the right decisions as a team effort. You know, we can't leave anyone behind in the process. I think your point's really well taken. And the young man you were sitting with had a particular vision of what his future might be connected to the institution. You were obviously paralleling it from your perspective. But what higher ed is challenged with, presidents, boards, et cetera, is how do you create and sustain a culture that invites all of those ideas to the table and then through the appropriate process, you know, winnows out those that are not going to be viable and goes for and goes forth with the others, but at the same time maintaining the uh, vitality 
that you're looking for in a, in a culture of creativity. So it's something that you really have to, um, um, prime the pump often. And it, it just doesn't begin with an end with a leader, the recognized president or board chair, et cetera. They're very important, uh, essential, but that, that mindset needs to permeate the culture. And so Krista Tippett the other day uh, when she was visiting here in our city, she made a comment that she says, what we practice, we become. And if you practice a culture of creativity, which means not only being creative yourself, but encouraging creativity in others, what you end up with is not a group um, of isolated individuals, each pursuing their own ends, but in terms of a higher education institution, being able to aggregate the the power and the concentration and the insight of so many people and bring that together under the appropriate kinds of leadership, motivation, and plan to have a culture that really becomes sustaining. And we have both had the, had the opportunity in our careers to be involved with institutions and organizations that really hit that peak of creativity. And we both know uh, the stimulation that emanates from that experience. It's hard to describe to those who are not sort of in it with you. But if you've been there, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's almost as if time becomes irrelevant and the ideas seem to um, generate one after the other in a, in a, in a kind of uh, symphony that ends up with an amazing uh, reservoir of opportunity for us to look at where we can go and what we can do. And, you know, throughout these many years that I've been in higher education, I've been so blessed to be around people who are able to set aside their own personal interest and egos and be able to address the issues at hand and doing it together. They created outcomes that I know none of them or none of us ever thought were possible. So there is that culture of going back to our, our theme of last week, that culture of, in this case, focusing on creativity and the resulting generation of new ideas and new opportunities. And quite frankly, it's very exhilarating and exciting. People that are that do it, know it, and they know what it feels like. And it's, um, it's a little bit intoxicating when it works well. Well, you mentioned new ideas. A lot of times uh, I know people will stop and say, well, I'm, I'm not uh, from the student's standpoint, or, or uh, so I don't understand really what the future holds. And the new ideas are not age-limited. <laughs> the new ideas come from all walks of life, all ages, and that's the team effort that we continue, or I continue to talk about today even, that we need uh, all areas. In fact, in Oklahoma, uh, when I say areas, in Oklahoma, we had, uh, I was part of it for some time, uh, and it's called Creative Oklahoma. And Creative Oklahoma was where it wasn't just talking about higher education. It was talking about different businesses and arts and sciences and so forth, where they met together and and talked about the future through creativity. And it's so in, needed uh, throughout our society that we're talking about not just uh, the student, not just the board, not the just the president's viewpoint, but bringing in the community and the future of what's going to happen in each of these different areas and how they see it. And then how does that incorporate into our institutions? So I see this reimagining, the recreating, the ongoing process with with making sure that we're talking not just to ourselves, but the creativity is also bringing in ideas that are already working and then building off those that will be able to be used on our campuses or our campus. And so I find the challenge is making sure that we look broadly, not just 
the way it's been in the past, uh, but looking into the future, what's going to be, and maybe embracing the past and reflecting on the past is how it's going to be for the future. Well, your reference to Creative Oklahoma, I think, is really apt because beginning almost over 20 years ago, the genesis of that movement across the state really began with with universities and colleges brought together by a private foundation who saw the possibilities. And those institutions knew each other for many years. Um, they were colleagues, I would say, but they weren't collaborative colleagues. And so what you ended up, hap- ended up happening through the, the um, evolution of Creative Oklahoma was the institutions beginning to loosen the, the parochial view of what they were about and finding common ground with other institutions for the sake of the state's growth and development. And I think Creative Oklahoma, which still exists and is doing good work, is a, is a terrific example of how work done on individual campuses, connecting with one another, can transform not just um, the outcome, but the vision of what we can accomplish uh, in, in a broader way when we look at um, how we use each other's best energies and interests and insights in a collaborative fashion. In, in, order, in order for a culture of creativity, I believe, to, to actually flourish, there are a couple of basic ingredients. And we've talked about things like this so many times, Mark, but I keep coming back to the foundation of any strong leadership organization, any strong viable entity, and that is the importance of trust and transparency. It's hard to imagine a culture of creativity uh, flourishing if the individuals involved in that particular organization, institution, felt that they couldn't uh, re- rely on or trust their colleagues or their leadership, what you'd end up with is a lot of, if, if they were involved, sort of a pro forma approach, but nothing that was really serious. On the other hand, if that trust which you earn over time uh, is in fact present uh, and the way the uh, plans are created are transparent, what you end up with, I think, are people actually involving themselves even to a greater extent than they would have before because they now have passed through that barrier of, I don't have to wonder if this is going to be used in a way that's inappropriate or, un- or um, unhelpful to me. I'm now giving myself over to a much broader opportunity to create a future for those we serve, which start with our students and work on to the communities that we serve. Don, I like what you just said on the word trust. Because uh, when you served as president, I, I felt and I saw where individuals, where it was a vice president or a, a dean or a student, uh, a community leader could walk in your office and trust that I ha- they could express an idea, a concern, uh, looking into the future. We're talking about creativity. And you were always open to the possibilities of whatever they expressed. Let's look at it. Let's see what's involved. Let's see if there is a future. Let's see if it can be part of our campus. And some of those things happened, and some of those things did not happen. But to be have the open door where a president can always look at ideas that come in, I think it's very, uh, very healthy. And I think creativity is because I know that I can walk into or walk into the boardroom or the board to the board chair uh, or to a president and know that they're going to listen to my idea that may sound not going to be possible, but then it may turn out to be possible. So creativity is opening the door through trust and having that trust at all levels from the student association uh, to uh, the board chair, the board members, the president, the community leaders. So we all work together in developing this wonderful trust that becomes 
a recreation, a, a readdressing uh, what needs to happen for our future. Yeah, Mark, and the linkage between creativity and leadership is apparent. We've been talking about it for the last few minutes, but I, I was reminded of, um, of a presentation I heard a few years ago now by Sir Ken Robinson, who has been a great favorite of ours uh, here and many people around the country and around the world by his books and by his um, uh, eloquence. But uh, he talked uh, in uh, back uh, several years ago about creativity in terms of leadership. And I, I wanted to share just a bit of that in our, our time here because I think it's very relevant. He starts from the premise, and this is really the, the wellspring of creativity. He starts from the premise that we're all brimming with the capacity to excel, that we all have within us that that reservoir and opportunity. He says, we're all capable of doing much more than we imagine, but it takes those around us to release that potential. That to me is perf almost perfectly describes uh, educational uh, community and, and educational environment. How do we release the potential that exists? And he believes in, in two basic roles of the leader. And the first he says is the leader is there to facilitate the creative abilities of every member of that community and that team every member, not just their overall ability, but their creative abilities. So if, if the leader is focused on in what ways can I have, can I create opportunities for her or him to actually fully express and maybe beyond where they ever thought possible, what they're able to do, what, what can I possibly imagine we can do all together? So that, that attitude, that expression, not just verbal, but by action, can really motivate an entire entire group of people, an entire entity, organization, university, et cetera. Um, he talks about, um, Sir Ken talks about that we are actually in the process as leaders of liberating the skills of the people we have around us. And that's part of our role. So they can find their passions to connect with the organization and deliver inspiring solutions, creative solutions. And the second role, which I really love this one, is he just, you're, as a leader, as you facilitate and form great creative teams. And we're going to talk about in a future cast about collaboration. But to me, this is one of the, one of the true hallmarks of, of seminal leadership. And that is, did he or she, in fact, create the conditions where the great creative team emerged? And it's possible. We've seen it happen. And I think it's, it's one of the, one of the wonderful senses that boards and presidents can have in terms of satisfaction when you, in fact, find yourself in a community such as that. Inspire. Uh, you as a president, Don, inspired your vice presidents, uh, the deans, uh, the students, and the community to think beyond today, to, to be able to express themselves. And I find that so refreshing and, and not only, I've, I've served also uh, on corporate boards and foundations, and I find that some of those uh, don't allow us to express beyond today. <laughs> they, they, uh, they really are, the leadership uh, as a president or a chair is they have the answers and no one else has the answers. We are going to run it this way. And I, I have a, a talk that I've been giving across the country. It's on the digital transformation from the whiteboard to the boardroom, uh, which I've mentioned. Yes. And that's, that's really what it amounts to is being able to listen. If we listen to each other, we're bound to open up creativity. <laughs> and all of a sudden ideas that we thought not possible are possible because we're not keeping it to ourselves. We're not just the president or the chair that have the answers by, the, by ourselves because we really won't have the total answers. 
the answers come from all those that are involved, all those that have a, a should have a buy-in really into uh, what the future holds. So I like what you're saying, Don, and what you've expressed as a president is you, you have a listening atmosphere, you have the attitude, your vice presidents and all those in administration, all those across the campus have that attitude. That's what we're talking about on the culture of creativity. And we're going to be talking about in the future, like you talked about already, is collaboration. Don, what are the, the three or more uh, takeaways that you have regarding creativity that you could share with the listeners? Well, Mark, what we just had a brief opportunity to discuss today, uh, one, of the, one of the takeaways is the, the linkage between imagination and creativity and innovation, and that these are inextricably linked. Uh, I think the second is that the role of a leader, whether it's a, a board leader or a president, is to create those conditions where creativity can actually, actually flourish. Um, and the way you get there uh, is by being consistent and being uh, transparent, uh, creating a trusting environment and, and uh, obviously um, uh, someone who encourages people to be the fullest expression of who they can be. And then the, the last point would always remember, I think, that, that each one of the people that we work with is a font of creativity. They're just waiting and their creativity won't look anything like mine and vice versa. But I always think about what would we have if everyone's creativity was allowed to fully express themselves in a context of a common a common goal? And as I said to you before, we talked about it. When it when it happens, we know it when we see it, and it's one of those great um, uh, senses of accomplishment uh, and satisfaction on our on our university and college campuses. Thanks for joining us for our discussion of the second key factor for campus success: creativity. Make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. We've added a resources section, and you can find links to articles that Don and Mark have found helpful. You can also read more about Don and Mark and the services they provide. Thanks to those of you who've written us with questions and comments. We hope that you'll keep them coming. You can find our email address on the website, and we hope to hear from you soon. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Join us next time when we continue this series on campus success and talk about the third factor, collaboration and connection.